Hello, podcast, Facebook. Everybody, welcome to Sports Scope on this uh, November 2nd day. Wow, it's already November uh, 2021. Looks like the Braves are up 5 nothing. Uh, they're wrapping up the fifth, uh, top of the fifth in the World Series. Never want to call a World Series one way or the other. I've seen too many great late ending comebacks uh, in the World Series. Particularly, I went to bed one time. Uh, 2001, Game 7, thought the Yankees had it. Hated the Yankees at the time against Arizona. Big baseball fan, and they end up, uh, Arizona, I read the next day and saw the comeback next day, obviously, came back and won that thing. So, uh, never say never. And I just now got done watching uh, a few weeks ago, folks, the 30 for 30 on the Mets, where uh, Boston, they were bringing in the confetti, and they were setting up the post-game show, and for uh, the Boston Red Sox in 1986. And of course, we know what happened there. The, the, the Mets came back and won the game. So I don't want to uh, get too ahead of myself and give the Braves a congratulations until the last out in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, other news today with NFL trade deadline. Uh, a lot of overreaction, I think. I think the sense of Von Miller uh, coming to the traded to the LA Rams. I think there's a little bit of overreaction there. I think the Rams are built on a house of cards. I'll get into that. Derrick Henry, devastating blow. Uh, people I talk to around the Nashville area and the, all those, all these clinics and stuff I go to all day during my 12 hour journey during the day when I'm not here preparing to do sports scope. Uh, a lot of, uh, I want to tell people to chill there, but the biggest story right now is out of las vegas uh the raiders uh they they cannot seem to stay out of the news very serious incident with with henry ruggs wide receiver there uh he's the leading receiver yardage wise uh really having a breakout year in his second year uh there with the raiders this is just a few weeks after gruden stepped down with the email scandal and, and now uh, he's been in a horrible accident over the night, and uh, he's been charged with DUI. Uh, there was a woman, uh, he was driving a Corvette with a lady friend of his, and he rear-ended a Toyota where the person in the Toyota died. And now there's a video of the car burning up. She burned up in a car. This is a very serious uh incident here out of las vegas with henry ruggs former alabama player second year player first round pick out of uh out of las vegas pickles and i'll say this you know guys i i, I just turned 40 a few months ago i'll say this i know it's a lot of hassle and a lot of the players watch this program a lot of young people it if you're feeling pretty tipsy, I know it's hassle, but you see what this can this can lead to. Uh, lock your car up, call an Uber, call a cab, and just pick it up the next day, man. I mean, don't get out there and try to drink and drive. Uh, it, it, it things like this happen, and and you know, this is uh, 
and, and I've been reading all day, double checking with, with all the NFL reporters about what the league's saying, what Mark Davis is saying. Uh, this guy's been charged with uh, felony DUI. Uh, he has not been charged with any kind of vehicular manslaughter or anything like that yet. So I, I don't know if he will be. But I know that a woman's dead, that the person that he hit uh, from the rear end with that black Corvette that he was driving. And there's a video now of, of TMZ and New York Post of the car burning up. You can see that the, the car burning up with, with the lady in it. Very crazy, unfortunate, sad situation there out of Vegas. As uh, far as I know, the Raiders have not cut him yet. Uh, is this the end of the world uh, for his career? I don't think so. I, 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 again, that's why I do this show, guys. I like to get into stuff that other people do not talk about, per se. Uh, as far as Henry Ruggs is concerned, I mean, he's probably facing uh, some possible jail time. Uh, a possible uh, uh, long year suspension on his driver's license, a lot of fines, uh, probably going to get sued, I would imagine. But let, let me tell you this, this is not the end of his career, his uh, precedent. And I, I read something he's faced possibly two years. Uh, League-wise, what does the NFL do? Has this ever happened in the NFL? And I've got two examples where players did come back, okay? Uh, let's see. Leonard Little, former uh, University of Tennessee star, uh, L.A. Rams player. He got a DUI in a fatal accident, similar situation back in 1998. Now, of course, there was a different commissioner then. Uh, I'm aware of that. Uh, he was suspended that season, uh, eight games, uh, he did 90 days in a city workhouse. Uh, but, but little stayed with the Rams and played with the Rams until 2009. So it, it this is not a, um, that's one example. Little, little did come back and play. He came back and played and had, had a pretty good career. Uh, another example under Roger Cadell as the, uh, commissioner Dante Stallworth in 2009, exact same charge suspended in the whole season by Cadell. In 2009, he was playing with the Patriots, I want to say, at the time. And uh, he he bounced around the league until 2013. He Again, he was suspended the old nine season. As far as his legal stuff, I, I think he got like a lifelong suspension of his license and got some probation and, and uh, uh, everything else uh, and a lot of a lot of fines as well but but Dante Stallworth former Patriot uh, wide receiver again he suspended one season uh, bounced around the league including coming back to the Patriots in 2010 and in 2012. so I wouldn't say the guy's career is over with. Now, if he sent a homophobic email, it may be over with, right? Just kidding. So, so what? What do you do if, if you're the Raiders? You know, they, they've got this team is more like more often carried by Derek Derek Carr this year. Derek Carr's having a career year. Uh, one of his games, he had like a ninety something percent. 
completion percentage. And you know what? I know this guy's – this is more of a passing league and everything with, with the uh, – what the National Football League is now. But I want to mind you all that the that the Packers are 7-0 and without Devontae Adams. And he's recognized as the best receiver in the league, including a win last week over Arizona without Alan Lazard and – Devontae Adams, guys. These teams are built around winning teams and cultures are built around quarterback play, offensive line, and defensive line. Once you get that down, quarterbacks and running backs are interchangeable. I mean, it's good to have some skill positions that are solid and reliable, but it's not the end-all, be-all. It's more the, the quarterback makes the wide receiver. Uh, I, I noticed that Deshaun uh, Jackson was released today. Maybe they should go out and look for him. He's more of a deep threat. Uh, the Raiders still have Darren Waller. They have uh, Hunter Renthro. And this other guy, I have to go back and check their depth chart again. Let's see. Uh, Brian Edwards there. Uh, they, they got some pieces. I mean, they're not the absolute best. But I, I'll say this. It's... Um, Going back to the rubs, it, it, it's uh, he, he's he's probably not going to play this year. Uh, I talked to you guys about this with the Deshaun Watson. This is a felony uh, case. Uh, I know he's not going to play Sunday, and I think that it's going to be an issue where I'm surprised they haven't cut him, but uh, he'd definitely be put on this commissioner's exempt. There's no way he's going to play. There's probably no way he's going to play this year. And uh, judging by that, Dante Stallworth, he, he may get suspended for the whole season. So not the end of the world, uh, but I'm sure the guys shook up about it. And and as far as the Raiders are concerned, the, the trade deadline come and went. Uh, they didn't do anything. Uh, again, I mentioned Deshaun Jackson, somebody like that to bring in. Uh, as far as the Raiders, some people are saying they're going to fall apart. I don't see that happening either. They're in first place. Now, if something happened to Derek Carr, that could possibly happen. As far as this year is concerned, uh, as far as this year is concerned, I think they'll be okay with an interim coach. Now, going forward past this year, they, they need to hire a real coach. I mean, after the season, I would not even if they went to the playoffs and won a few games, I would not go with the interim coach. History says that does not work out. That It simply says it does not work out. Look at uh, Romeo Cornell when he did that with the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, folks? But, uh, you know, I had to mention that. People have been talking about it, uh, emailing it, and uh, I notice a lot, a few guys that listen to my program are uh, – were, uh, Brian tagged me with that as well. So, but yeah, I did notice that today. Okay. Other news. Uh, Von Miller went to the Rams and was traded for a second and third round pick. Now, the Rams now have just a fifth and a seventh round pick in next year's draft. They have no first round pick. I want to say they have no first round pick in the twenty. Third draft, uh, but they they have they have two two picks left. And now I will say this: the but the thirty two year old Miller did play sixteen games last year. He's not quite the player that he was when he won Super Bowl MVP. That was in two thousand fifteen, guys. 
the 2015 season. Uh, he does play hurt. He does play throughout everything. Uh, I will say this, Sneed less Sneed. And the Denver Broncos, they agreed, they meaning uh, the uh, Broncos agreed to play $9 million of Von Miller's $9.7 million, or excuse me, yeah. Yeah, they paid $9 million, so the, the, the Rams are only playing him $700,000 for, for at least half of the season. Uh, I A lot of people now are thinking that they're locks to get the Super Bowl. They got only one loss. And I'm saying lightly, Corso would say not so fast. First of all, Andrew Whitworth, their left tackle, missed last week. Now, they played the the Houston Texans. They had them down 35-38. Nothing at halftime. No problem there. But if you look back last year, and it was not even this soon. It's just now November. If you look back last year when Wentworth got hurt, the first game or two, uh, even, um, oh, God, mine's drawing blanks here. Uh, Jared Goff, who's now with Detroit, had a pretty good game, including beating beating uh, Tampa Bay. But as that season went along, people started criticizing Jared Goff. This guy's not the guy. He's losing it. No, it was because he had to throw the ball faster because he didn't quite have the time because Whitworth wasn't back there at left tackle. That's why he was going downhill, and, and you could see that. And they still won a playoff game. But now he was rotated in and out. He supposedly got hurt. I don't know how much of that is 100% true. Uh, Last year or not, we will never know. But I'm not ready to pencil them into the Super Bowl. Now, of course, making that move, yeah, yeah, of course, could they be, and I've always stood firm, they're a very top-heavy team. Uh, I do like Daryl Henderson. Uh, he's having a good season. Uh, I like this offense. Cooper Cup having a career year. Matt Stafford, some are going to say he's, he's, he's rose up into that MVP talk. And just to look at their schedule, as I mentioned before all this went down, in the preseason, that I the reason why I didn't have the Rams in the Super Bowl was their murders roll schedule down the stretch being a team that's very dependent on a uh, uh, on a um, on their stars, including Aaron Donald. Donald got hurt. He was hurt uh, late in the Seattle game in the playoffs, uh, sitting on the sideline most of the game in the Green Bay game in the in the. Uh, the second round there, divisional round, obviously we know what happened. The Rams lost the game. I think it would have been the same result if Stafford would have been the uh, quarterback at the time. Okay? Uh, for example, I'm looking at their schedule here. If I can find it. Okay. Not even counting the Tennessee game. And I'll get to the uh, – I'll get to the Derrick Henry injury here in just a minute. But this is the next few games 
and, and they've got two games before their bye week, and it includes Sunday night football against Tennessee at home. Now Tennessee's going to get Derrick Henry. Again, that's going to be the next segment, but uh, they got to play at San Francisco. So they got Tennessee and San Francisco the next two games. Could win both of them. All right. Then they get a bye week and week 11. But then after that, they got to play at Green Bay, home against Jacksonville, no biggie there. But then at Arizona. Then uh, Seattle at home. Seattle always plays this team tough. Uh, Russell Wilson's had this pin already taken out of his finger. So that's going to be not a, a piece of cake, not a walk in the park. This team, all these two teams always play real tight. Uh, even even the 49ers, uh, Seattle game was tight even when Wilson got out of the game in the Thursday game uh, about three weeks ago. So then they got to play at Minnesota, pretty physical team, not as they're underwhelming. And I'll talk about uh, Mike Zimmer here in a little bit. And then at Baltimore, and then home to San Francisco again. So that is a very physical schedule down the stretch for a team that is top-heavy. I mean, that is a murder's roll type of schedule. Again, this is the second half of their season. They got Green Bay, Arizona, Seattle, Minnesota, Baltimore, and San Francisco. So, I, again, they are... They are still behind Arizona. So if the playoffs started the day today, this team would be a wild card team. They would have to go on the road and, and, and play. And that, quite frankly, with all their the, the veterans and everything, uh, lack of draft picks the last few years. Again, an injury here and an injury there. This team is really going to be uh, up the creek, you know, your defense, no matter how good your defense is, if your quarterback's having problems getting rid of the ball, uh, if you're having problems running the ball, uh, that can turn around real quick when you're playing a highly competitive division like this. And again, you're playing teams like Baltimore, uh, Green Bay, who looks 10 times better than I thought they would look at this. And then Arizona, even though they're a little banged up, uh, this is not a cakewalk. Baltimore, Minnesota, still two games against San Francisco. And, of course, again, they play Tennessee this Sunday. So I, I, I'm thinking this team is going to get three or four more losses. I don't think they're going to be able to hold that. Uh, they're not going to be able to stay healthy. I don't think Whitworth is going to finish this season with that. I'm not sure a 30-plus-year-old Aaron Donald is going to finish this season uh, with with a physical schedule like that, okay? So we'll see how it works out again. I'll admit if I'm wrong, if, if they win the Super Bowl this year or next year, all this, all this paid off. I don't think they're going to get to the Super Bowl this year. I'm not even sure if they'll get to the NFC Championship game this year. I'm not even sure if 100% if they're going to win the NFC West. We'll have to see how Arizona handles the setbacks that they've already had. Uh, how bad is uh, Kyler Murray's ankle injury? If it's bad at all, young as he is, he's probably going to heal up very quickly. Uh, San Francisco looked pretty good against Chicago last week. 
How's that going to play out? They picked up a player out of uh, Houston. Houston's doing a wholesale operation there. But I'm just saying, I, I, I think fatigue and, and, and injury will we'll we'll catch up with this particular team. Okay. Uh, a lot of long faces. I'm out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee goes on the road. They, 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 they beat Indianapolis. Guys, I've called them to lose three games in a row. I didn't think they'd beat Buffalo. Then I thought maybe the Buffalo game was too emotional for them. I didn't think they'd beat Kansas City. Uh, of course, we know what they did. Beat Kansas City 27-3. to 3. I was telling everybody, including on this program, I don't think they're going to beat on the road, much desperate, playing much better. Indianapolis team, we know what happened. They beat Indianapolis. But now there's a fracture. Uh, in, Derrick Henry's got a foot injury. And it, uh, everything got it, it's six to 10. That's worst case. Uh, in Rappaport NFL Network could come back in six weeks. I'm saying, uh, way this guy is, uh, very good shape, fast tiller. I'm saying seven weeks. Well, guess what? For those of you who think it's uh, some people at work that are thinking they're not even going to make the playoffs. Well, they still got the bye week, Tennessee. Uh, if you look at their schedule compared to anybody that's even close to them, of course, that would be the three and five Indianapolis Colts. Mind you, Tennessee, if the playoffs started today, would be a number one seed in the AFC since Cincinnati lost. They would be the number one seed in the AFC. They have a six and two record. They have a three-game lead and the tiebreaker over the Colts. The other two teams are one and six. Uh, Jacksonville and Houston are bottom feeders. So, uh, you know, looking at, at their schedule, conservatively, looking at the um, Tennessee Titans schedule for the rest of the way, I, I'll say they'll lose to the Rams on Sunday. And then they have uh, the Saints at home with the Trevor Simeon. I'll talk about his up and down career. And then Houston here at home, they'll beat Houston. And then at New England, that could go either way. And then they have a a, a late week 13 bye. Uh, still got to play Jacksonville. Houston again. Miami, that's here in Nashville. San Francisco on a... Uh, short week playing here in Nashville. That's a winnable game. Now, they do play at Pittsburgh down the stretch, but that's the only uh, Pittsburgh and San Francisco. That's the only two teams with a winning record. And then you look at the Colts' schedule. The Colts got to play the Jets Thursday remaining. And remind you, again, three-game lead here with the tiebreaker that Tennessee has. Uh, the Colts still have to play at Buffalo. Then they got to play Tampa at home. Uh, they also have to play at Arizona and and, and New England at home. So, uh, and throw in the Raiders. So you do that and you look at the, the fact that Tennessee has the tiebreaker. I do not see the Colts coming back and catching them. I, I just don't see that. Uh, could happen. But I, I seriously doubt it. I don't think that this team is uh, that reliant on the running game. I brought it up because 
Derrick Henry, a lot of people would consider him an MVP candidate. And mind you, again, this team has a bye week coming up in week 13. Uh, they still get have to play uh, Houston twice. This is going to be one of the top five draft picks with the Jacksonville Jaguars in that particular line of um, uh, slew of games. So I still like them to win the AFC South. I never saw this team getting a number one seed anyways. Mind you that now they did sign Adrian Peterson. I wasn't in love with that. Uh, before the the draft came about, I, or before the deadline came about, people were talking about maybe Dearness Brown out of... Um, can't get this guy's name. It's either Dearness Brown or Dearness Johnson. I want to say it was Pat McAfee who said that. Uh, it would be someone like that w- would be a good trade value, you know. And I and I said, well, maybe a fifth round pick or somebody. Uh, Dearness Johnson, yeah, yeah, Dearness Johnson. What Pat McAfee said, well, maybe a fifth round pick or something for Dearness. Well, you know, Browns never didn't move him they didn't do anything so uh, you know they my guess is they'll play peterson probably one game and then they'll probably cut him he he's he's a hall of fame running back great resume the guy's washed up though he he doesn't have the explosion it takes uh, i'm sure they'll use somebody like mcnichols uh there's other running backs out there guys like todd Gurley still out there uh, you know, that there'll, there'll be some, some, some player that they could pick up off the waiver if they, if they feel like they need to, yeah, they'll have to change it. They can't do all those running plays. I would say that, but my thing is, I simply do not think that this team is a, uh, I simply do not think that this team is going to fall off that much. Uh, the physicality, the culture, all that is put in, uh, for all that is put in by uh, Mike Vrabel, the head coach here. So, again, I I just don't think that's going to be an issue. But it is what it is. Uh, He's tough. He'll come back. Okay, moving right along here. Uh, Deshaun Watson was not traded today. I think the team's got a little bit of cold feet by his legal issues. And I will say this. Probably a blessing in disguise if you're a Houston Texans fan. Uh, I do think that they will... um, I do think that they will probably be able to get full market value for Deshaun Watson in March during the... uh, when the new league year starts. Uh, there's a good chance by February that this could be resolved with his uh, legal case. And, uh, you know, they, they could up the ante a little bit. Once that, uh, you know, other teams have the, uh, you know, have some clarity whether he, he's going to get in any trouble or not or get suspended or whatnot. So, it's probably going to work out better for Houston. And quite frankly, it might probably work out better for Watson because more teams with bigger 
uh, uh, was more to offer for him. Remember, he's got a no-trade clause. He lifted it for Miami. Uh, Miami got a little cold feet at the end. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe he lifts it for Philadelphia. Philadelphia, they have three first-round picks. I know they had a good game against Detroit, and I'll talk about that disaster here in a little bit. But they, that you know, they, they, they're going to have a lot more uh, cap room and flexibility towards the end of the year uh, to begin uh, next year as well. So uh, somebody like Philadelphia, Miami, Miami's in a lot of trouble right now. I mean, they've got one win. They're pretty much out of it. No playoff race. And what would you could let a guy like Tua up his resume up and give them some more leverage uh, to possibly trade him off somewhere else. Okay. All righty then. Okay. Any more trade news? Uh, oh, and there was, uh, you know, Kansas City's still in this thing, folks. Uh, you know, I, people get crazy about Kansas City. Their defense is, their defense that. Mahomes is not playing well. They're not running the ball. Well, they're four and four. Uh, the Raiders just had some devastating news. The Chargers were beat. Uh, the Chargers have got it. Like I said last week, this Charger team has given up a lot in the running game. The run defense is just not there. Uh, they have a hard time stopping the run. New England went there and beat them, just like I thought that they could, and they did. So the Chiefs have traded uh, Laurent Dunvernay Tardif to the Jets. For a late round pick, he's an offensive lineman there. Hold on, folks. Let me change out my uh, change out my podcast here. Okay, I'm back now. So they they have traded away one of their surplus guards on the offensive line, Melvin Ingram. They traded with the uh, Steelers, which I'm surprised Steelers didn't want to trade in the AFC. They changed their mind. They traded uh, speed rusher Melvin Ingram. Used to play with the Chargers. Now he's with the Chiefs, so he's kind of giving the Chiefs a little inside information on what the Chargers are uh, week-wise on the offensive line. So they, they, they've they upped their pass rush. I still think that they, they, they have a chance at the division. Not sure if they are the best team in the AFC. I think Buffalo's much better. Tennessee proved they're better with their with the healthy Derrick Henry. So uh, I would put them behind those teams. And right now, maybe even a healthy Pittsburgh team uh, uh, may, be, may be a better team. But they did get Melvin Ingram. And, uh, you know, Mark Ingram went to the Saints. We saw that. Zach Ertz of the Carts already got a touchdown. Uh, real good fit there with Arizona. Stephen Gilmore to the Panthers had a play. Uh, to help the Panthers win uh, uh, the, the Falcon game the other day. And then C.J. Henderson, the Panthers, uh, you know, if, if Sam Darnold could stop turning over the football, they got a shot to get back in the playoffs. That was a big win for them. But, you know, they've got C.J. Henderson, Stephon Gilmore, and whatnot. Other Charles Amaniu to the 49ers was traded again from Houston to help the 49ers out with their pass rush. Okay. I'll say this. I said this in the offseason. I said this when the 
when this guy was hired. This Dan Campbell uh, coach for Detroit, he's bad. Uh, you, you, you don't hire – this is what I would tell any owner, general manager. You typically don't want to hire a position coach to be your head coach who's never been a coordinator before, okay? you This Dan Campbell, the 49ers – hold on, folks. He was an interim coach for about not even half a season about six years ago with the Miami Dolphins. He's this emotional rah-rah guy. The players are jumping up on the sideline. Looks very collegiate level. Uh, when he first took over Miami, when their head coach was fired in the middle of the season, they played great for about a game and a half, and then they fell off, and and, and they did not hire Dan Campbell. Uh, at, at, then after that, he was a, a tight ends coach for the Saints, and they said assistant head coach, but never really – technically the head coach. So now this team is 0-8, I think, 0-7-0-8, whatever. Uh, they have, you can run on this team, you can throw on this team. Uh, I thought when he was hired that he was reminds me of Jim Tomsula, the former 49er coach who was hired one year, one year. He was like an offensive line coach with the 49ers back in 2015. Pickles, they went 6-11 and that year. I don't know if this team is going to win a game. When you when you give up a 44-6 to to a team that's probably going to be in the top 10 with a second-year quarterback, practically a rookie quarterback, Jared Goff has played in the Super Bowl. Uh, Jared Goff... Uh, you know, is a veteran quarterback in this league. You're at home, and you play a Philadelphia team at home, and you get beat 44-6. to six. And I looked at that Detroit is, is 19th in points given up in the NFL. They're 23rd against the uh, uh, pass defense. They're 30th in run defense, 16th in, in pass, excuse me. And, and the reason, only reason they're 16th in pass defense is uh, teams get up on them early and then just run the ball out, you know. Uh, yeah, they almost beat up a, a severely injured uh, Baltimore team. Yeah, they played uh, all kinds of crazy plays and they, they played the Rams pretty tight for a little while, came there. But these rah-rah guys like that, Pickles, these guys that get really high and really low, these guys that cry at the podium like that. The problem with that is your team is going to play like that. They're, uh, they're going to be really high and then really low. They were really high for the Rams, and then they were really low for the lowly Eagles. Uh, you want to have a stable head coach. And that's what Dan Campbell is. He's not a stable. He's very bipolarish, and that's how the team plays. Uh, if Detroit, if I was advising the Ford family, I would say cut the leash with this guy at the end of the year. He's not going to win a game. They may win a single game. My odds are they're, they are going to get the number one pick overall. 
We don't know if this is going to be a quarterback draft or not. I don't know if they're going to keep Jared Goff, but this guy's not the answer. He 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 he's not the answer. Uh, they are not a a a stable organ. Uh, stable. He's not a stable coach. Uh, they. He's a likable players coach. He's the opposite. That's what teams do. That was get the opposite of what the former coach was. The former coach was very standoffish. Uh, I can't even remember the guy's name now. Uh, former defensive coordinator for the Patriots. This guy's very player friendly. Loves the players. Uh, too 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 emotional. Up and down. Crying at the podium. Talking about biting kneecaps and stuff. Uh, but all that leads to nothing. You know, you really just get a good coach and pay your scouts, get a GM and get out of the way and give them three to five years. It's that easy. It's that easy. Uh, don't overpay for a bunch of wide receivers and running backs. Uh, take care. And the only thing they can hang their head on, they got a fair offensive line. Uh, they got a running back in DeAndre Swift and they got a pretty decent to Pro Bowl level tight end there, but they have uh, defensive tackles bad, linebackers bad, cornerbacks bad. The cornerback that they did draft, uh, he's out for the season early. Uh, Judea, uh, I forgot his name. They're just bad everywhere. They're, they're bad. And, and, and this guy, if it was up to me, I would do a Jim Tom Sula deal uh, with the Four ers and let him go after one year. Uh, Arizona did it, and then they brought in Kingsbury to Kingsbury credit. They have improved. I mean, they're a playoff team now. Uh, so that, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, they they are number one pick bad to me. I, I just think I think they're really uh, uh, that that bad a football team. Uh, speaking of unfortunate situations, now Dallas, great win by Dallas. That you know, I was just talking about a team that you know people think the Rams. The Rams are built on a lot of older players, uh, very top heavy. If any of these, well, look look what Dallas totally built on, around a lot of young players. They've hit on their their draft picks. Something the Rams hadn't done. Uh, they take their backup quarterback and Cooper Rush or whatever. Go beat. Minnesota at Minnesota. What's the flip side? Well, the flip side is uh, not only did Minnesota lose to a backup quarterback, but they lost to a backup quarterback at home. And now there, uh, there's some criticism. I was reading on the internet about uh, Mike Zimmer has uh, receiving criticism for his time management issue. Uh the real problem is, is he stuck with Kirk Cousins for, for to this year until next, and Kirk Cousins is eating up thirty-one million dollars of that salary cap. He's worth about fifteen of that. Okay, uh, Zimmer's been there seven years. They got to the NFC Championship game three years ago, but now they have to pay this quarterback a lot of money, and. And so they had to let all those defensive players go. You know, that's the thing. When, when you're paying a quarterback that kind of money, 
like Dallas, you you have to uh, you have to hit on all your picks, and if you don't, a little nick here and there, injury, and you're falling apart. You know, so they have to make the playoffs this year. They're still in the race, but losses like this and the Cincinnati in week one, the missed 37-yard field goal at Arizona that should have won the game, that would have won the game. Uh, Zimmer's probably going to be the sacrificial lamb, and they're probably going to fire him. But if I'm um, Rick Spielman, I try to pull off a miracle. Rick Spielman's the general manager there. Uh, pull off a miracle and, and get a sucker to to take Kirk Cousins. Maybe trade him back to Washington. They're having problems now. Uh, try to work out something with a salary. Maybe Washington can take him. It, it, it's Cousins is the his salary, his mediocre play. Uh, he he he's just and, and Zimmer. He's a good guy, good coach. They probably will just move on from him. I don't think I can save this guy. I don't think I think it's probably not going to end well for Minnesota. But he's a good defensive coordinator. There's plenty of teams out there that will take him. Uh, here in Tennessee, I, I would take a guy like Zimmer, defensive coordinator. If he wants to return, I think he will. Maybe, maybe Cincinnati goes after and tries to bring him back. He was a, a longtime defensive coordinator there for years. But I, I sensed that I would try to work out a trade with with, with a team and maybe work out something where I take – he's like a $45 million cap hit next year. Uh, that cap. So you would have to work out a deal the way uh, Les Snead worked out with, with Denver where, De, where uh, Denver's paying $9 million but they're getting a second and third round pick for a player that's 32 years old that we're going to move on from anyways. You see what I'm saying? Uh, Cousins, again, somebody – now remember, the management with Washington is different now. Bruce Allen's gone. This is ran by a different general manager, and uh, Ron Rivera is the head coach, now different coaching staff. Maybe they, they will try to – but. That, that's what I'm doing. If you're going to hire a new coach, it looks like that's probably what they're going to do. I think Zimmer's going to get the, the get the hook. It's unfortunate, but that's what's going to happen. Uh, you find somebody to 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 take to take Kirk Cousins and just go out and work with the with the quarterback you drafted last year. Maybe go after another quarterback. But I would not have Cousins on there with his salary because that's just not. He's just not worth that kind of money. He's definitely not worth what they're going to pay him next year. It's going to be closer to the 40 range. But, uh, again, it is what it is. Uh, that's my next prediction uh, as far as movement. Uh, him, possibly Matt Nagy in Chicago. But, again, I, with, with, with the Bears, I, I would do away with Ryan Pace. Uh, I, I would do away with, with, with Ron Pace, the general manager, okay? Okay, Trevor Simeon, uh, <laughs> last week, guys, we had a guy named Mike White come in for the Jets, and they, they went on won the game there. 
Cincinnati was um, a little too high. A young team, big win, fell flat, went on the road to a team who's humiliated the week before in the Jets. Uh, this backup quarterback, Mike White, leads it to a victory. Uh, yeah, my dad was telling me about he he thought that the, the Saints would win, and a lot of that is because people just don't like Tom Brady. I get it, and, and did you want to see Brady lose? Now the Saints did beat uh, 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 the uh, Bucks twice in the regular season last year, but you know the Bucks did win in the playoffs last year. Uh, Jameis Winston knocked out with an ACL, and now there's talk: can the Saints win the division? You know, they've only one game back in the division. Trevor Simeon comes in, pulls off the win. Uh, again, Simeon, he's good for a backup quarterback. Uh, he's good for two or three games. He's very Ryan Fitzpatrick-like. Uh, this guy, first year with, with Denver, uh, takes over as a quarterback, gets knocked out, Denver, Takes over in 2007, uh, what was it, 16. Had like 15 touchdowns, nine interceptions. But then they gave him the starting job. He comes in the next year and he has 12 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. He kind of comes back to earth. This guy bounces around the league. Uh, he, he's a Teddy Bridgewater, probably not as consistent as Bridgewater. Uh, he's a Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, he's a stopgap guy. But the Saints are only one game back of Tampa, but they have a much tougher. Again, it's it's you got to look at the schedule and you got to be realistic, okay? So the Saints' schedule, and, and of course they're very lucky to even be in it. The Saints at this point could uh, very good job by Mickey, Mickey Loomis, the general manager there. This team was a hundred million dollars over the salary cap, folks. A hundred million dollars over the salary cap uh, coming into the season, and they found a way to stay relevant. I mean, they're in the wild card race, but look who they've got now. They got Atlanta next week. You would say, yeah, they should get that. They got Atlanta. Atlanta matches up really well with the Saints. Uh, don't be surprised if Atlanta coming off that loss to Carolina don't beat them. That's usually a tight one-score game. It has been in the past. Don't be surprised if Atlanta wins that game. And then they got to play at Tennessee. I mentioned that before. It depends on what Tennessee looks like and in Tennessee's injury situation. Uh, that's not a given. Tennessee's, mind you, they're the number one seed right now in the FC. At Philadelphia, no problem there. Then they got to play Buffalo at home uh, Thanksgiving night. And then they play at the Jets. Then they got to play at Tampa. They got to play at Tampa on the 19th of December. And then Miami. And then Carolina and Atlanta at home. Carolina. Now, EJ Henderson and Stephon Gilmore. And Gilmore looks good already. Now acquired at quarterback. So, again, at Tampa, Buffalo, Tennessee, and Atlanta twice, 
and then Carolina at home. So, uh, oh, by the way, and throw Dallas in there a week after Buffalo. Dallas is playing the best football. So you look at Dallas, probably lost. Buffalo, lost. At Tampa, I don't know. Tampa's getting healthy. By the way, Tampa, Scotty Miller's coming back for Tampa. And they have a, um, there was a report there. Getting back healthy at cornerback. They're getting another cornerback back. So I, I, I just don't see it. I don't see them catching Tampa. So much as you haters who hate Brady because he works harder than you and you lay around and, and, and bleep off, uh, uh, Brady, they're, they're going to be successful. Get over it, you know. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be the best in the NFC. NFC's pretty good, a lot better than I thought. But I don't see this Saints team doing this. If they do get to the playoffs, you got to give Sean Payton coach of the year. Uh, possibly the same thing with, with, with John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh, if they, if they go to the – yeah, yeah. Uh, Scotty Miller is going to be back. Antonio Brown's going to be back. Uh, the flip side, yes, Brady threw a bad interception late. Uh, I've said this before about Tom Brady. Uh, no – Early no, uh, November, mid to late November every year, if they have a late buy, he looks sluggish. He starts to show his age. He's had that the last five years. But after their bye weeks, going back to New England, he plays rejuvenated. He plays much better. He gets that week off. It's a well-deserved week off. This week, they're on a bye week. He had some really bad throws in that game. And they were uh, telegraphed. Uh, they were just bad throws. But he is, they're going to come back out this bye week, looking back at their schedule, since we're at the midway point. Uh, they're coming off the bye week. They play at Washington, a train wreck right now. Then they got the Giants. Then they could play at the Colts. Uh they only, I mean, they possibly lose the Buffalo, possibly losing the, the Saints, but a lot of Carolina, uh, New Jersey, and Carolina. So, uh, with the healthy secondary, going Sam Darnold is a train wreck. I mean, he he's a reckless, reckless player. I mean, they may lose one, possibly two more games. The Saints are going to lose two to three more games. Minimum, playing Buffalo, playing uh, the Dallas. And who's to say Trevor Simeon's going to beat Matt Ryan twice? Who's to say that? Did I mention Tennessee? They got to play at Tennessee. Not at not at New Orleans, at Tennessee. I don't know if Trevor Simeon's magic's going to wear off. So they still got a shot, though. They have a shot at the wild card. But I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to surpass. I, I think it was a big overreaction to that loss there. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Also, the Braves, uh, Pickle says, Freddie Freeman hit 7 nothing Braves. Uh, you know, you got to get to the bottom of the night, and you got to get that last out. Um, kudos to the Atlanta Braves up to this point, up to this point. Now, going to the college game, guys, I'm going to talk some more. That with that Henry Ruggs and the Von Miller story, I just didn't get to everything I wanted to today. Hold on for a second. 
I just didn't get to everything I wanted to today, but I did want to talk about this with um, Dan Mullen. That, again, bad loss for Florida. Georgia beat them as expected. And now, uh, as predicted, Georgia... Uh, people are coming out for Dan Mullen now, or Florida fans. They, they're they coming out for Dan Mullen. Let's see if I can find this. I had a soundbite of him talking. And this is, here it is. Check this out. This is a uh, press conference. Come up a lot the last couple of days from a few angles. Uh, is it a different approach needed for the, the level? No, well, we're, we're in the season right now. We'll do recruiting after the season. When it gets this recruiting time, we can talk about recruiting. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, Next question. Yeah, he, he poo-pooed a question about recruiting. Uh, this video is even worse, is what the reporter says. Bruce Feldman says, today's story on the issues, and he's with the Athletic, I believe, at Florida and Dan Mullen, especially Tommy right now, the SEC coach is on a growing gap between Florida and Georgia and while the Gators are go- going backwards. Uh, that's what I predicted. That that was the main thing with him as recruiting with Dan Mullen with the University of Florida. Uh, he's not – and then I read that – they have stopped all his press conferences this week. That sounded so bad, the University of Florida. So he's not going to last there. Hey, Dan Mullen's not going to last at Florida. That job's going to come open. Um, former Alabama coach, great recruiter over there in Oregon. I think that would probably be the guy for this job, Mario Cristobal. Keep that name in mind. Uh, now, he has officially been fired. I'm just saying, I think Dan Mullen's going to get fired. I think my, Mike Zimmer's going to get fired. Probably Matt Nagy, but I would go Ryan Pace. Uh, those people are probably going to be fired. Or, or uh, uh, And I was going to get with this Thursday in a little bit more detail. John Harbaugh probably agreed to part ways at Michigan. We'll get to that Michigan skate game Thursday. But Dan Mullen... Uh, Pretty good coach, good offensive coordinator, may get a pro job. But you've got to recruit better. And scoring late, I don't know what it was like, 32-7. Either way, that was was a big blow to the program. These big primetime games are usually what makes it. Those bad losses to Florida in the past, uh, that's usually what make the brass at the University of Tennessee go get another coach. So they don't spend any money on them. But that big loss to the rival, now Georgia's all-time good this year. Uh, they need to win the national championship, but or they may not win one under Kirby Smart this year. Uh, but either way, when there's, lin- when there's winners, there's losers. And there's consequences for losing. So, He's not going to be there. This is a good job. Miami's a good job. Okay? Miami did beat Pittsburgh last week. I don't know how long their coach is going to last. But places like University of Miami, uh, University of Florida, 
you, you don't have to travel that far to get players. You know, the players are right there at your fingertips. We'll see how that plays out. My prediction is he, he's gone after this. Yeah, it's it's not going to uh, work out, and recruiting's uh, a big deal. Uh, you would think that a place like that recruit itself, uh, it's it's really a, a you problem if you can't recruit at Florida because the players are, are very close by. So, anyways, well, we'll see how this World Series plays out. I mean, it looks pretty. Freddie Freeman make it seven nothing. Uh, it was be this will be a monumental collapse uh, if if the Braves uh, blow this lead and lose the World Series. This will be compared to the golfer with the uh, Greg Norman or somebody pickles if they blow this lead. So I don't want to curse them, but I don't want to give anybody congratulations until the last out in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, and I'm going to get off here and watch the rest of that. Uh, still pretty wide awake, guys. If you like the show, share the show. Uh, good responses last week to my interview. God, I forgot the guy's name with the uh, coach there. With the coach from last week. Let me see. what. Let me look at this guy. I can't remember. I'll tell you, man. My, got a lot going on here, my friend. Jay Mills, a lot lot of good feedback from former Notre Dame coach, pastor there. Appreciate that. Thank you, everybody. Um, Again, if you like the show, share the show. I'll be back on here around 9 p.m. Central Time Thursday, around halftime of that. uh, Probably going to be an awful jet and cold game. But uh, I'll be on here. We'll go over the stories I did not get to tonight and give it over a few previews. I'm going to get into a little bit of that Cleveland Brown situation or lack there of it, uh, the ineffective Cleveland Browns and some other stories I didn't get to. So have a good night, everybody. I will see you around that time here Thursday on Sports Scope.